Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Goalie Science, the podcast about goalie science things. Sponsored and powered by Resilient Hockey, your online rehabilitation experts. My name is Ben Cernick. I'm here with JB Phillips. Well, Ben, tough intro. Uh, let's let's rally back here in the in the barn. Are you serious? Podcast. It was a tough. It was a tough. I thought something. I thought something would come to me there, and and once again for the sixty third consecutive week, nothing did. So that's why we have a stick. We have a script. We stick to the script. We don't have a script. We can <laughs> change the name of the podcast. So we did. Like, probably gonna change. We're probably going to change it again. <laughs> Nothing's. Uh, Jamie Phillips came over your fans. Jamie, what are we talking about today? Well, we are not talking about playoffs. We're actually talking about the exact opposite of playoffs because in Ontario and actually in a bunch of other places, but we're from Ontario, so we know Ontario things, um, it's tryout time. Minor hockey tryout season, and also that includes junior hockey. Junior hockey is having pre-camps, uh, showcase camps. So all, we're talking all things tryouts. We're talking about what you should and shouldn't do, as well as if you are a coach um, and maybe you don't have a goalie guy on your team or a girl on your team, what should you look for? And how can you set up a goalie-friendly tryout if you're looking to specifically evaluate the goalies? That's the agenda for today, Jamie. Where should we start? Should we start minor and move up, or should we? Yeah, start... let's start. Let's just start with uh, like like our tips in terms of what if you're a younger any any goalie any age, what what you should do, look to do. Uh, I definitely don't miss these days. I don't miss trying out. It was very stressful. So we we do wish best of luck to everybody. But first and foremost, so I actually am referencing a post I made uh, a while back because I put all my my good thoughts on there. I usually use all my good thoughts on Instagram and just everything else just comes to the podcast. But the first thing is like, I get a lot of questions where it's like, how do I make this team? How do I make this team? I make that, make that team. And the actual answer is you have to be better than your competition. So we got, let's just preface with that. Let's start with that. It's really important that this is a tryout is that it's a try. You're trying to make the team. This is your chance to show yourself, to prove yourself, to to showcase yourself. So 
I think that's a really important thing that often gets like overlooked because you will get people get wrapped up in like the politics and the BS. And, and we do, we do acknowledge that a lot of that, uh, that like exists to a degree. Sometimes it's worse than others. And a lot of times it's not as bad as people think, but typically if you are objectively better than your competition, you most of the time are going to make the team. Now I'm sure there's someone punching the steering wheel right now, yelling and saying, that's not the case, but at least if you are better and you know you're better and you show that you're better and you don't make it, at least you can hang your hat on that and you will find somewhere to play because the cream always rises. But Ben, what uh, what would you say is your first suggestion or let's just talk about minor hockey, actually just all goalies. If you're a goalie going to tryout, like what what's the first thing you look for? The first thing I want to just toss up there is like my standard caveat is you got to go out there and do your best, right? Which is like a, the the classic thing, but just know that at the end of the day, you can only control your own actions. And like Jamie mentioned, right? Politics and parents and sponsors and friends aside, like all that exists. And so you can't control that um, unless you can. But for most people, most people probably can't. And so that's my first thing. But the number one thing that I think is the most important, um, especially for trials from for minor goalies, when there are a lot of goalies on the ice, and this is, you know, assuming that you actually have a fair shake at this tryout, but it's that when you get in the net, when it's your turn to get in the net, you're ready. You need to get in there and be ready. You can't be the goalie who's late getting into the net. You can't be the goalie who's not paying attention. One of the big things that minor hockey coaches will always say, and it always comes down to goalies more than players for whatever reason, is like this idea that your goalie's got to be, you know, super coachable, super smart. Um, that's like the classic thing that always goes down or falls onto goalies' shoulders. And so one way to show that in a tryout is that you're always ready to go. And that's my first thing. Like, that's a controllable thing that you can do in a tryout. You can always ensure that when it's your turn to be up, you're ready. And so that's my number one, Jamie. I'm going to fire over you. Let's go back and forth here. Ping, little, ping, that one. Okay. Uh, the next one is just, even from a young age, professionalism is important. Uh, especially when you're trying out for, like, you know, say it's, even if it's like U13, AAA, you know, when you get to those like higher levels, they do talk, the coaches talk about treating you guys like pros and all these things. So, you know, when you show up, I always say just wear a golf shirt, something with a collar, golf shirt and slacks. I know it sounds so like maybe you're overdressed, whatever, but if someone asks, you just came from the golf course, who cares? Next thing is I carry your own bag. So, you know, coaches are looking for kids that are going to take ownership, take initiative. And a lot of things I was looking for is they don't want overbearing parents. So if a mm-hmm. kid is carrying their bag, that's typically a sign of this kid is definitely um, a little bit more mature, a little bit more of a the individual detached to the parents. This one caused a lot of havoc on the internet, as I said, and I'll say it again, <laughs> you gotta get rid of the wheel bag. Oh, and I know, I know. And th- look, I, I'm not in a position where I evaluate goalies at this time for minor hockey, but I can tell you how coaches think. And if they see you coming in with a wheel bag, it is not a good luck. And you can go and argue all you want to me, but if you can wear your gear on the ice, you can carry it over your shoulders. And so I said it. I have the piece. Our podcast is going to get downloaded. Um, <laughs> two more. Uh, that last, uh, second to last would be to have a firm handshake. I know it sounds sounds lame, but nothing like fires me up more that like when I meet like a, a young kid and I give him a handshake and he's got a firm handshake and I go, Hey, I always call him that. Yeah, it's a good handshake. Just a professional thing. And, and until you know, until someone tells you, Hey, I have a firm handshake, you never do it. 
I remember getting scolded by Derek uh, when I was younger for that. And then the last one is like, look coaches in the eye. When you go introduce yourself, look them in the eye, say, hey, thanks for having me out. I really appreciate this. I'm really excited to try out. Show you're enthusiastic. Uh, you know, go talk to them, tell them who they are because you're going to be the only one doing that and that's going to help you stand out. Wow, that's what a, what a fun what a fun juxtaposition, a fun difference here where I said, make sure you're ready to stop pucks and you said, throw your bag out in the yard, light it on fire, and practice your handshake. That's uh, hey man, that's the tryout. The tryout. The tryout starts as soon as you walk through those double doors of the rake. That's when the tryout starts. Not when you get as soon as the happens right there. That's that's all right. What's what's your uh, what's what what you say is the next tip for you then? My final one is um, normally Jamie and I are are very vocal, vocal proponents of bad practices like try to get something out of a bad practice right so we're we're definitely the people who if you're stuck in a flow drill for 10 minutes you know maybe sit in your goal line and just watch pucks for tryouts take that advice throw it out the window it's gone it doesn't apply anymore they kick it with your wheel bag and in the backyard (laughs) yeah so unfortunately unfortunately you have to try on every single shot at tryouts and that includes the flow drill breakaways that you're going to get whatever 10, 15, 20 in a row on. So go out and treat those flow drill shots coming in like real breakaways. That's your only option. Your only option is to treat them like they're completely legitimate. You can't do that in a practice. You're going to get too tired. It's not productive. It's not helpful. But in a tryout when you're, you know, you get 10, 12 shots before you're asked to switch out or before the coach expects you to switch out, mm-hmm. uh, you got you to gotta give it all, right? And that includes every type of drill. So I know, Jamie, that you mentioned before, and we're going to kind of get away from this in a second, but you're always a big believer in tryouts of being one of the first goalies in the net, like go get in the net. Yeah, right? Depending on what the trial looks like, coaches might be rotating you out regularly. But if you're, if you know, if you're going to be in that drill for 20 shots, give it all for 20 and get out, right? Don't let yourself get sloppy. A lot of the times, and this is something that we'll maybe talk about later, a lot of the times coaches who are even picking goalies admittedly don't know much about goaltending. Yeah, and they're yeah. basing entirely their thoughts on like how you just look but yeah. not necessarily whether you're like even really stopping the puck sometimes it's like oh they bully yeah they move well they they're they're big they're challenged like all the stuff that jamie and i like to kind of tear apart yeah yeah, yeah. unfortunately now it's time to do those things uh yeah. because and i'm gonna i'm gonna add and to cut you off there when you talked about uh 100 on every shot that also includes following out your rebounds. If you're in a, like, obviously if it's a rapid fire drill, whatever, follow the last one. But if you have a second or a two between shots, make that save, do a quick push to your rebound, get up for the second one. It just shows that intensity. And you have to remember, like, sometimes I remember tryouts when there would be 30 goalies on the ice. You maybe got a total of like six minutes of shots. So you only have six minutes to stand out among 30 goalies and so if you have to rotate every five shots or whatever you get in there and you follow your rebounds or all five of those shots show that intensity like be the first in the net do battle as hard as you can on every single puck as dumb as that drill is don't bang your stick show like you know be positive work your butts off because that's that is your only chance to show the coaches what you've got I agree. And so I think if we really keep it simple, right, it's it's do your best to act professional and treat it seriously. Um, you know, be that keener, be that person who's ready for the entire time. Like this is the time of year to be 100% focused the whole time uh, and then battle and compete and, and 
try to look the part on the ice too. Right? Pick, pick up dogs. It picks up pucks after too. And it sounds it sounds lame, and no one wants to. Trust me, coaches coaches see that. Yeah, it's little things like that. Like I said, like I mentioned earlier, it's this idea of being coachable. Like yeah, being the responsible one. People again, whatever whether it's real or it matters or not, that doesn't matter. Tryouts, you do what you gotta do. Yeah. When I was in Charlotte, when I was sorry, they just interrupt you. The story when I was in Charlotte, uh, their head coach there, super intense, doesn't know a lick about goaltending. Be honest, wasn't gonna make the team anyways. Just gonna get straight down to the coast. But I knew that, and um, so we were doing like a, a two on one, or it was one of those like uh, three on o, all rush on one goalie that all they all rushed back on the other side, yeah. and so the putt play was going down the other end. Goalie takes a puck off the like the the mask. Mask breaks. He immediately skates to the net. I'm at the far side. I skate. I don't know why. I just skate as hard as I could down to the other end. Beat the players. Turned around. Took those shots and then had to skate all the way back. And I was so tired, it killed me. <laughs> but after I did that, coach comes up and he goes, he goes, I can tell that I can tell you're a veteran by that by that play. And I was like, cool. Did I still get kind of like three days later? Hundred percent, I did. But it it stuck out. So it's doing. It's like you never know what's going to stick out. And honestly, if if Carolina didn't have twelve other goalies on NHL deals, I, that might have helped. But instead, I had an American League deal, and then that was it. But at least I got to go to Fort Myers and play. So, and on that note, that's talking minor hockey tryouts. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like again, this is and for you know all the kids listening, all the parents listening. Look, this time of year sucks. No one likes it. It's not fun. Um, even people who like are fairly sure they have spots. This sucks. This is not fun in any capacity. There should be a better way, but there also maybe isn't. And so this is what we have. And they're like, I do hope. Yeah. Hopefully these tips. And then for the parents out there, so hopefully these tips are, are, are helpful. At least when, but for the parents out there, your job is to, to be relaxed and be the calm one for your kids. Cause your kids are stressed. Yeah. So, I, I, you, I think you can't be stressed too. Or, yeah. It's really important be, as if you're a parent to just be supportive don't be stressed. Don't get involved in the pol- the 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 parent politics and the bad no thing and the nonsense. Just let your kid play. You know, same thing goes if you talk to the coach. It's not, hey, this is how good my son is. Just thank the coaches. Hey, we appreciate this opportunity. We really hope we get to work with you guys this season. You know, this is what little Johnny or Jane gets up to. And boom, just be professional. It goes a long way because I, I can tell you, you know, being I've been on the other side of it. Um, not in the evaluation part, but in the dressing room. And the coaches talk about which parents they do not look forward to having. And I have seen kids get cut because their parents are a little much. Kids get cut for parents all the time. I hear about it all the time. Um, so don't be that reason, right? Be supportive. And I, again, I like, I like, I think the most important thing, and I, I told this story to some parents the other day as well when I was coaching but it's important to remember that like as a parent with your goalie child it's your opportunity to be like their support person and like you're you're kind of like a rebound board for them right you don't need to be their goalie coach unless you physically are their goalie coach you need to be their goalie support person yeah that's right like i like that i like that that's like a it's a really big difference right like they like again after the age of like 10 11 most goalies know why they got scored on, whether that's in practice or in games. Yeah. Like most goalies can tell you exactly why they got scored on, right? They don't need to hear, you know, you didn't do X, Y, Z in the car. 
they want you know like you're going to have a better relationship with your with your kid about hockey if you know you let them come to you and be so and and they ask and you know what what did you see and then you offer them like truthfully a a bit of a softened down version of that Mm -hmm. right like they they're going to get it from their own coaches from their teammates from themselves they're always going to be the hardest on themselves right yes so um especially during tryouts it's not a time to be taking stuff apart like oh you gotta gotta fix this 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 and this for next tryout no it's like hey build on the positives you know Mm -hmm. maybe toss in like you know, remember what you talked about with your goal coach about your glove, right? Don't forget that. That's the tone that needs to be set for your kids, not the, hey, you got to do this, because then now they're just, mm-hmm. you know, they only have four minutes for tryouts, right? Let them yeah. let them do what they're going to do. Yeah, I agree. So let's move on, and let's just, um, you know, this is a goalie podcast, so I'm assuming a lot of goalies listen to it. But if, for some reason, you are a coach or you're involved in a coaching team, or maybe you're the parent of a goalie and, and you're not super in depth on all of the the intricacies and nuances of goaltending and you have to evaluate goalies what should what can and should you do and so my first thing is if you're not a goalie person and you're the head coach or assistant coach of your team and you're looking to evaluate goalies my first thing is i would try to if there is a if there is not a goalie coach associated with the organization go and try and find a third party goalie coach who's well respected in the area and ask them to do an evaluation session of your goalies and have them you don't have to have them cut them just have them make a rank again ideally you have a goalie without coach without bias maybe his goalies aren't in there or have him disclose which goalies are his and that's really important because if he's a good goalie coach he's going to be honest about that and have him run a session so yes you have to pay for a little bit of ice but you run a goalie session with lots of movements puck stopping he should he or she should know the basics of what they're looking for but have them do it, have them create a ranking, give you that ranking and go from there. And then you now have some idea what to look for or have him come, him or her come to all your, your seats if it's available. So I think that's like the first thing that often goes out the window is just look for another expert. But let's say you don't have that option. Ben, what would you do? I just have a quick caveat. I heard this, I was to another hockey podcast this week and uh, one of the people said, as much as we don't want to admit goalies are a part of the team. And I just went, <laughs> like, but I think that is like the sentiment of a lot of people. So yeah. Anyways, uh, what was your question? I've been, I was, you're not able to bring in a goalie coach. Mm-hmm. If you're the head coach, what, how are you going to set up or what are you going to look for in terms of evaluating goalies? Yeah. So I think there's like a really simple way of doing this. Um, I think there's a few key things and I think we kind of, already touched them on the on them in our advice to the goalies right but i think the biggest thing that anyone should be looking for for especially at the minor hockey level we're going to talk in a second about kind of next level stuff but in minor hockey it's going to be positioning movement and watching pucks right we always say those things matter at every level but they matter a lot at the younger ages because that's the foundation that you can build up build up on goalies if they're not moving well so they're not getting to the right spot if they're not in the right position and they're not watching pucks, if you don't see them physically turning their head and making saves as they make saves, it's a bit of a red flag, especially at the younger ages when the shots aren't that hard and they should have time to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the things that can separate goaltenders, right? So if you've watched your goalie and you're like, wow, they're stopping everything, but you don't ever see them move laterally, they're always kind of like half backwards skating or doing all this kind of weird stuff. Like that should be, again, that yours should be a red flag. It's like, okay, I want to see that goalie physically have to move across the crease. So I'm looking for positioning or I'm telling coaches to look for like, how do they move across the crease? 
How are they watching pucks when they make save? Do they know where their rebound went? Yeah. And they follow the rebound because they know where it went, right? Th- those are the easiest ways to tell if a goalie's following, making save, right? Is his head turning into where the shot is going? Mm-hmm. And is his head going out or is th- their head going out following that rebound? And then positioning, like, again, you should be able to see, like, literally, is the goalie lined up in between the middle of the net and the puck? If they're not doing that, there's a lot of work to be done. And lots of goalies don't do that at all ages. Once a week, Jamie posts a picture of an NHL goalie not doing that. So I, I there is actually who was it? The guy in New Jersey today is the twenty third. Schmidt, Schmidt. But today is the twenty third of April. Akira Schmidt gave up a goal blocker side. We were watching that in the EGM video lessons today and very off angle. Ah, I hate to see it. I hate to see it. But um to carry on with that, a good if you're not really sure about how well your goalie anything about goaltending or you're maybe you're slow on the fence. One way to get a good read on, hey, if you're, so let's just talk, they were talking like U13, U14 level, younger younger kids, and you're a coach, um, small area games. Yeah, huge. Put them in small area games, because one, you get a good evaluation of your players, but two, you can see which goalies, you get a sense of which goalie is going to be able to stop pucks in games. And I think, yes, you can do, like, I think I encourage scrimmages and all those things, but I would much rather evaluate a goalie in small area than just flow. Flow, to me, doesn't tell me anything because I've seen and worked with goalies who are incredible in flow and horrible in games or vice versa. They can't stop anything in flow. As soon as the game comes, lights out. So small area games is really important. You can see how they read, how they track, how they respond to rebounds, how they anticipate, how they manage their game, manage their depth. So small area games, lots and lots and lots of them. Great way to expose uh their goalies raw talent or the talent that they just have been taught and i think i can't stress that enough how important small area games are yeah i like that too i think that's the again that kind of ties into what i was saying that's going to give you your best look at how a goalie moves <laughs> right and i think for coaches don't confuse the big diving save with being a good goalie like that's look most it's good to make with, but if they're always diving great to make something's not right there it is, right? Like you can make three huge diving saves in a 10 minute window. And the goalie that you want to care most about is the one that's making these saves and you don't quite notice how they're making them. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what I would say. If you can make it, I had a conversation the other day with the goalie where it's like you just made the same save two times in a row. One time you're sprawled on your belly and one time you're in a butterfly slide. Right? One of those gets the crowd going, the other one is good. <laughs> the other one gets your goal so, coach fired up in the stands like yeah like yeah that's a nice read <laughs> oh nothing nothing better i think like even the other day in the in the panthers game alex lyon made like a butterfly slide save cross made a glove save super calm and then just sprawled afterwards and i was like that was that was so close to being like a textbook example um of someone who was just doing the little things right but then he sprawled I, and i was like I, I, know, that was, I was doing when i was doing a video today we're watching i really like philip gustafson by the way, so do I. He made a he made like a great save where he just beat the pass and then it hit him in the shoulder. Like he just he didn't even react; he just hit him in the shoulder. And I just like putting up putting out a replay, and I was like, I don't know how much you young goalies appreciate all he, this save, even though it looks like he didn't yeah. watch it or didn't do anything. He probably didn't. Was all because his movement leading up to that shot was so perfect. And for me, like that's. I mean, I'm a goalie nerd. Like, I I live for that stuff. Yeah. But it's the little, little things of just, like, great, great positioning. Oh, just beat down his feet. Love it. 
And if anyone's watching right now, if you're looking for examples of like what good skating looks like, the back half of the season from Philip Gustafson and his games in the playoffs, he is such a good skater. Oh my goodness. Like he's, and he's deceptively those... good because that's he, what you, I mean. You look at yeah. a lot of the Russians, the Russians are really like Vasilevsky, Sorokin, Shosturkin. They're all really good skaters and they like, they, they basically flaunt it in your face how good they are because they, they sometimes do yeah. too much where Gustafsson and a lot of like really the, the stronger Swedish skaters are very quiet, sneaky good. Like they don't do too much. They move exactly as much as they need to and they do it perfectly. It's like Wallstead too. He's the same way. Like you watch that and you're like just just perfect entries and exits off his post, perfect transitions from overlaps into his post and it's just like you watch that and you're like, yeah. Anyways, those are skaters that we should all try to, to admire and look like yeah. and coaches go watch some video of that those are some good skaters uh last thing i want to talk about jane last thing we want to talk about is as you're transitioning out of minor hockey you're getting into junior skates you're getting into these junior evaluation skates i know that the team i work with um has one coming up in a few weeks and so we're getting ready for that what are you what's your advice for goalies whether it's trying to break into junior trying to go up a level in junior what are you what's your advice you know you went to a in a few different uh few different leagues and a few different levels of junior what's yeah. your advice or trying to participate at that level there i think this is a this is a top one um my, i'm trying to think of what my if i can give one piece of advice i would say that's call the coach speak to them on the phone ahead of time and understand what is that situation going into the t- going into it because most of the time in juniors it is a business you know, they're, they're owned by like either communities or, or small business owners. They want to try to turn a profit. That means wins. So the coach will either say, we don't know what's going on with our goalies. We have our goalies or we're looking for a goalie or we're open to moving one of ours. And it's, that's where it differs a little bit from minor hockey is for the most part, coaches are going to be brutally honest with you when it comes to tryouts, because a lot of times Actually, I think it's changing a little bit, but there are at the higher levels and some levels of juniors, you still don't pay for your tryouts. The tryouts are free. And so if they're not making money, there's no ulterior motive for them for you to come in. Although I know that is not the case for the every team. Jamie, that these, I got bad news about these spring camps, man. Got bad news. The spring camps. Yeah. The spring camps usually are. That's how Jamie, I got, for this Jamie, I, Jamie, I got bad news about man camp these days. <laughs> the game's changed, man. Jamie. Uh, when junior hockey costs more than minor hockey, that's where we're at. Oh, well, that sucks. <laughs> so but you should still you should still do it because if you have to invest, at least if a coach says, "Now nah, we're not, we're not looking for anyone," you know not to go there. But if it's like, "Hey, yeah, we don't know what's going on with our goalies," th- that's something to consider. Like, okay, I'm going to go to this camp. My actual advice that isn't just call the coach, which is good advice again, and that. Honestly, well, I'll be totally honest too. That probably, um, that's probably going to be more important for goalies who are coming from already playing it at the junior level, mm-hmm. um, coming out of or or if coming out of like a, a U eighteen AAA spot and you had a good season and you've talked to some teams. That's when you kind of have the more ability to do that. If you're someone who's you know maybe you didn't play U eighteen AAA or maybe you're not you know already coming from a spot of junior and you're signed up for these camps, I think one of the big things to go into it is you need to, again, like the same thing that we just talked about for minor hockey applies, right? Go and take it very seriously. Be professional. Um, in junior hockey, for whatever reason, people love to be less professional than minor well, hockey sometimes. That is also very true. 
right? So guys will be, don't get lulled into like the guy showing up 10 minutes before and flip flops, you know, like just walking in late, right? Don't try to be a hockey beauty if you're yeah. trying to make a team. And you yeah. know, if you're listening, you probably know the stereotype, the ho- classic hockey beauty. If you're there and you're serious and you want to make the team, you can be a beauty after once you sign the contracts, once you're on the team. But until then, conduct yourself in a professional manner. Yeah. So that's my first thing. My second thing is for for goalies who are going to kind of like to these, um, again, these preseason or like pre- these spring pre-camp kind of showcase events. One of the big things that you're going to guarantee probably get some scrimmage game time um, and how you conduct yourself in that and how you conduct yourself bef- on the skate before that's really important. So that's like no slamming sticks, um, nothing like that. Don't be screaming at your own team. Like be loud and communicate during games, mm-hmm. sure. But you need to, again, you're supposed to be the calm one. Coaches coming into this stuff want to see goalies. They love goalies that are aggressive and somehow calm and, you know, move under control, but also super fast. So you're going to have, no matter where you go, you're going to have that issue where, you know, the the expectations are beyond what you can actually offer. Yeah. But I think, Again, if you can demonstrate, if you're a strong skater, lean into being a strong skater, right? Demonstrate that. Demonstrate how good you're a skater. Like, lean into your skills that make you stand out. Because, again, most goalies are going to be able to stop the puck relative. Mm-hmm. And scrimmages are going to be absolute chaos. There's no systems. Guys don't know guys, right? Yeah. So go in there. And if you're a goalie, try to be a leader on that scrimmage, right? Communicate with those D, point stuff out. Like, demonstrate that you know how to play the game at that yeah. level. Um, by even those little things, if the, if the coaches in the stands can hear you identifying, you know, that guy's open, move the puck quick up cycle time, whatever it is, they're going to be impressed that you're picking up the game. They're like, Oh, that goalie was loud. Like if they'll like that, they will. Um, because Jamie, how many times have you had a coach saying our goalies don't talk all the time? I say that. I say that to (laughs) all my goalies too. I'm like, I, I, you don't talk enough. Tell your D you can't trust your D. Don't ever trust your defenseman or your forwards. Tell them what to do. Yeah. Like I said, the other thing too is like in the scrimmage, don't, especially at these pre-camp skates, don't like, lead, like if you get scored on two quick goals, it's a scrimmage. Like it's going to be chaotic. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? There's going to be a ton of rush plays. So just be ready for that. Be ready for that being like a big thing. Like D, you're going to be jumping up and stuff. Right? So like Jamie said, you got to be ready the whole time. Um, And again, battle, compete, and don't let yourself kind of get out of that moment, right? If you're letting two, three goals quick, just you just got to push through, right? Yeah. This is a special, like those goals don't matter in the grand scheme of things, but how you respond to them, mm. coaches are like, oh yeah, like he got scored on quick there, but that team is bad anyway. Like we said that team out pretty bad. Like all that stuff's yeah. going to exist anyway. Mm-hmm. So. All right. That's, I think all the, the most important things that we can think of. But uh, if there's any you want to add, you know, comments uh on the youtube shoot us a dm shoot us an email um yeah i think we hit hit most of the nails on the head um ben if you were listening to this podcast and you really like it what should what should people do first of all you should always share it share that podcast let the people know that this exists uh jamie simply cannot pay for enough things if people don't sign up for his patreon and the only way people are signing for that is that if you share this podcast and they find out that he has a Patreon. So first and foremost, <laughs> yeah. go subscribe to Jamie's Patreon. Um, the second thing is leave a comment um, for platforms that have a rating. Toss us a rating. We always appreciate all this stuff as much as we hate to kind of, you know, ask for it. But at the same time, hey, it helps. That's the game. 
the game, right? And that's a good metaphor for tryouts. You got to play the game. Got to right? play the game. Got to play so, the game. I like that. So on that note, Ben, until next week. We'll see you next time, Jamie. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.